Chapter Twenty One of the Hand of Fu Manchu. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Hand of Fu Manchu by Sax Romer. Chapter Twenty One, The Second Message. Here you are, Petrie," said Nayland Smith, and he tossed across the table the folded copy of a morning paper. This may assist you in your study of the first zigzag message. I set down my cup and turned my attention to the personal column on the front page of the journal. A paragraph appeared therein conceived as follows. Zagazig, Z, A, G, A, semicolon, Z, colon, I, colon, G, semicolon, Z, A, comma, G, semicolon, A, comma, Z, semicolon, I, colon, G, comma, Z, colon, A, semicolon, G, A, comma, Z, I, semicolon, G Z A semicolon G A Z hyphen I semicolon G hyphen colon A Z I G. I stared across at my friend in extreme bewilderment. But Smith, I cried, these messages are utterly meaningless. Not at all, he rapped back. Scotland Yard thought they were meaningless at first, and I must admit that they suggested nothing to me for a long time. But the dead Dacquit was the clue to the first, Petrie, and the note pinned upon the door of the house near the oval is the clue to the second. Stupidly, I continued to stare at him until he broke into a grim smile. "'Surely you understand,' he said. "'You remember where the dead Burman was found?' "'Perfectly.' "'You know the street along which, ordinarily, one would approach the wharf?' Three Colt Street.' Three Colt Street, exactly.' "'Well, on the night that the Burman met his end, I had an appointment in Three Colt Street with Weymouth.' The appointment was made by phone from the new Louvre. My cab broke down, and I never arrived. I discovered later that Weymouth had received a telegram purporting to come from me, putting off the engagement. I'm aware of all this. Nayland Smith burst into a loud laugh. You still have fogged, he cried. Then I'm hanged if I'll pilot you any farther. You have all the facts before you. There lies the first Zagazig message. Here is the second. And you know the context of the note pinned upon the door? It read, if you remember, Remove patrol from Joy Shop neighbourhood. Have a theory. Wish to visit place alone on Monday night after one o'clock. Smith, I said dully, I have a heavy stake upon this murderous game. His manner changed instantly. The tanned face grew grim and hard, but the steely eyes softened strangely. He bent over me, clapping his hands upon my shoulders. I know it, old man, he replied, and because it may serve to keep your mind busy during hours when otherwise it would be engaged with profitless sorrows, I invite you to puzzle out this business for yourself. You have nothing else to do until late tonight, and you can work undisturbed here at any rate. His words referred to the fact that, without surrendering our suite at the new Louvre Hotel, we had gone upon a visit of indefinite duration to a mythical friend, and now were quartered in furnished chambers adjoining Fleet Street. We had remained at the new Louvre long enough to secure confirmation of our belief that a creature of Fu Manchu spied upon us there, and now we only awaited the termination of the night's affair to take such steps as Smith might consider politic in regard to the sardonic Greek who presided over London's newest and most palatial hotel. Smith, setting out for New Scotland Yard in order to make certain final arrangements in connection with the business of the night, I began closely to study the mysterious Zagazig messages determined not to be beaten and remembering the words of edgar allan poe the strange genius to whom we are indebted for the first workable system of deciphering cryptograms it may well be doubted whether human ingenuity can construct an enigma of the kind which human ingenuity may not by proper application resolve the first conclusion to which i was born was this 
that the letters comprising the word zagazig were designed merely to confuse the reader and might be neglected since occurring as they did in regular sequence they could possess no significance i became quite excited upon making the discovery that the punctuation marks varied in almost every case i immediately assumed that these constituted the cipher and seeking for my key letter e that which most frequently occurs in the english language i found the sign of a full stop to appear more frequently than any other in the first message namely ten times although it only occurred thrice in the second nevertheless i was hopeful until i discovered that in two cases it appeared three times in succession there is no word in english nor as far as i am aware in any language where this occurs either in regard to e or any other letter that unfortunate discovery seemed so wholly to destroy the very theory upon which i relied that i almost abandoned my investigation there and then indeed i doubt i should ever have proceeded were it not that by a piece of pure guesswork i blundered on to a clue i observed that certain letters at irregularly occurring intervals were set in capital and i divided up the message into corresponding sections in the hope that the capitals might indicate the commencement of words this accomplished i set out upon a series of guesses basing these upon smith's assurance that the death of the dacwood afforded a clue to the first message and the note which he smith had pinned upon the door a clue to the second such being my system if i can honour my random attempts with the title i take little credit to myself for the fortunate result in short i determined although e twice occurred where r should have been that the first message from the thirteenth letter onward to the twenty-seventh idest i semicolon g colon hyphen z a g a z semicolon i hyphen semicolon g semicolon hyphen z comma hyphen a semicolon hyphen g a z i semicolon red three colt street endeavouring now to eliminate the e where r should appear i made another discovery the presence of a letter in italics altered the value of the sign which followed it from that point onward the task became child's play and i should merely render this account tedious if i entered into further details both messages commenced with the name smith as i early perceived and half an hour of close study gave me the complete sentences thus one smith passing three colt street twelve thirty wednesday two smith going joy shop after one monday the word zagazig was completed always and did not necessarily terminate with the last letter occurring in the cryptographic message a subsequent inspection of this curious code had enabled nayland smith by a process of simple deduction to compile the entire alphabet employed by dr fu manchu's agent samarkan in communicating with his awful superior with a little patience any one of my readers may achieve the same result and i should be pleased to hear from those who succeed this then was the outcome of my labours and although it enlightened me to some extent i realised that i still had much to learn the dacwood apparently had met his death at the very hour when nayland smith should have been passing along three colt street a thoroughfare with an unsavoury reputation who had killed him to-night Samarkan advised the Chinese doctor Smith would again be in the same dangerous neighbourhood. A strange thrill of excitement swept over me. I glanced at my watch. Yes, it was time for me to repair secretly to my post, for I too had business on the borders of Chinatown to-night. End of chapter 21